0: What episode is this, 45? 45. We have a better Christopher. Christian. Well, Chris my name's Christian. Better C-name. You can say that. Well, I was
1: thinking of Ritz. Dude, it's episode... Holy smokes. 2058. That's crazy. Welcome to episode... 45.
0: 40, even though I feel like we've been on 45 for a while. Even though a couple episodes, you're like, oh my gosh, we're already at 40. Yeah, I know. But more <laughs> importantly, we got Chris Arvin... The Topher. Uh-huh. Why does he call you Topher?
2: There's just too many Chris's. Fair enough. That's how, like, literally, see? that's,
0: he's, that's hey, the so only reason he's ever done is it. that I just confuse Christian and Christopher. That's so the same on. name. You just randomly one day go, you're Topher. Is that like, how did... <laughs> pretty, pretty much. I mean, not that's Rex, but yeah. Wow. I was like, I'm going to start calling you Topher. Yeah. I'm Topher not saying everyone about? else has to call him Topher. In fact... Only one other person does. Really? Wait, yeah. someone else does? Yeah. yeah. Why? They
2: call me well, they call me gopher because yeah. of Topher. They thought it's funny funny animal puns. You well know? that sounds so dumb.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's almost as dumb as messing up Christopher and Christian. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Friend of the pod. Uh the number one basketball writer for Virginia Tech. Oh I don't, I don't know if any of y'all knew that. Well, it's probably debated. So <laughs> not by <laughs> <Yeah>. me. <laughs> not by me. But you're still doing that, right? Still right?
2: doing it, yeah. First, Basketball season started yesterday. So got to say, real yeah. big. College basketball yeah. started yesterday. Yeah, big, big games, big How's upsets. How's Tech looking this year? Pretty good. Really? I mean, borderline tournament team, but they yeah. won 100 to 55. So,
1: okay. Pretty, pretty, s- pretty solid start. JMU pretty already solid. won. J- J- beat JMU you, Michigan beat Michigan State. state. Oh. Is yeah. JMU
0: the best team in the state? Just like in football.
1: Ooh. Oh, we're going to see. <laughs> we're going to see. Is JMU the premier sports university in Virginia?
0: I mean, you're kind of the J- saving grace for tech for me. Just say so you no. Know.
2: JMU can't be the best because the NCAA said that they aren't real
0: this year. Yeah, so. which is well, it's I mean, stupid. just consider that. You know, yeah, the same garbage moral compass that we're listening to about Michigan. Yeah, is saying that because you move up to a harder division, you can't play in a bowl game because that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. it makes it even more impressive. But it, correct. I don't, want, I don't want to. I don't want to start a tangent. But <laughs> I think we did. We talk about that a little bit last week. The... I'm, not, I'm not a JMU fan at all, and it just bothers me. Like it would make sense if you move down to easier competition that you can't. Sure, but but not move up. up yeah like more power to you. that's need. like
1: saying like you in in football i guess across the the sea or across pond when they get yeah what, not relegated what what's the uh, other yeah they promoted, advanced, promoted. promoted. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then they go oh by the way congratulations on a great season like yeah you can't play in the championship it's also just the way
0: anything works it's like in jv you get if you're good you get like pulled up to varsity for playoffs it's play not like, period yeah. when you come up to varsity now you're not allowed to play it, it would make sense if the varsity players couldn't play but stupid Anyway, Intense glad time. to have you on the pod. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for joining us. so glad I'm here. Thank you guys. Absolutely. Um, one thing I've just got to get out right, right off now your chest. off my chest is I'm so mad at Notre Dame for letting Clemson win. Because the whole game, I just knew if yeah. they won, Dabo was going to say something incredibly stupid afterwards. And then Dabo immediately, <laughs> immediately, on oh my notes, I just have Dabo's annoying. Because immediately after the game, was like,
3: hey, if Clemson
0: is a stock, you better be it all up. If Clemson's a stock, you better buy all you freaking can buy right now. Well,
1: I think that was a big win for Clemson. Me, I mean, because they, they have not
0: looked good the entire year, pretty much.
1: But Notre Dame, that's surprising.
0: Notre Dame did not. They blew a lot of chances they in that did. game, too. Which, that was what was tough. But you don't like Clinton as a tech fan, right? Um, I'm not a huge Dabo fan. Yeah. I'm
2: which curious. you know, I work in a church, so I probably should like him more, but I don't. <laughs> uh I did like his rant afterwards, I'm not gonna lie. Only because uh you rarely see coaches call out fans. So it's pretty fun to see the the script flipped and him be like, Hey, Tyler, you called in on the radio show, you called me out, you actually
0: suck. <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone's like, He hated yeah, he like him out like yeah. twice though. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I, 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 I kind of like that part. Okay, yeah. so fans are ridiculous. We, they, yeah. we are ourselves, and we get that. Like, Yes, yeah. he did a lot for Clemson. Now they think they're on top of the mountaintop and mm-hmm. live there. It's like, no, you don't belong with Alabama. You had a mountaintop experience. Dabo did a great job. I hate him, but he did a great job. Venerables did a great job. But anyway, that just...
1: Yeah. Uh, I was big, in a bad mood You know, on Saturday Big win for that. them, and, and Notre Dame also lost to... Ohio, that's their second loss, right? They lost to Ohio State this year. I think that that's might be their, their second loss. It might be their third. Third. I third. I think it might be their third. Oh, who else did yeah. they lose to?
0: They lost to, let's see. You got that big computer out, Joe. Got you better big use it. Out.
1: Side note to Chris, did you see that interview between Lou Holtz and the impersonator of Lou Holtz on Pat McAfee? I did not. Oh, it's hilarious. When they were doing college game day. It was the uh, Notre Dame versus Ohio State. And Lou Holtz was literally being interviewed by a guy who impersonated Lou Holtz since he was like a little kid. And it sounds like spot on. It's hilarious.
2: I mean, Lou oh Holtz gosh. is just funny in general.
1: He is. But he that was like, sounds, talking, that sounds great. He was talking back. He had like a mask on, like an old man mask, and like Notre Dame football or however, you know, Lou Holtz talks. It was like <laughs> hilarious.
0: Notre he Dame a, football. That was a coach just like when he coached South Carolina, I didn't even know how to feel about him because he like sucked so bad as the coach. But he's Lou Holtz and he's like fascinating to watch. Uh, but Louisville, that was the other team they lost to.
1: Yeah, Notre Dame, I thought they were gonna be the real deal this year.
0: Right? We also thought Alabama was not gonna be the real deal.
1: I did, and they got it they, done.
0: They looked pretty good. Yeah. They did. We knew it was gonna be the over was gonna hit in that game. And I was impressed with Alabama's offense. Like, yeah. We knew that LSU was probably not gonna stop them, but was gonna score some points, and they looked good though. Um they, so did Bama, look good. Well, they might win a national championship again in the next 15, 20 years, right? I said 10. They're not oh, winning in the next 10 years. What do you think about that? I I have to shout out Jalen Milrow, because
1: yeah,
2: when you get benched like that at Alabama, and they like just continue to cycle through quarterbacks, and then you come back in and you play as well as you do, yeah. Like I don't think college players get enough respect for the mentality they have, mm. and uh, yeah. like you're going to Alabama, right? You're yeah. obviously you you have you have the mental capacity to to handle that, but I mean he's balling out right now, yeah. Good so for him. Huge
0: he credit does. to him. Team looks really good. He does look good, and it doesn't have to be another Jalen Hurts that's another NFL quarterback that gets that's benched out of him and goes to another school. Like, but
1: yeah. a lot of people with those types of, let's say, fiscal skill sets, uh, they don't really have the mental skill set because they've been the star everywhere, and even they were like the quarterback at Alabama, and then all of a sudden they get
0: benched. Which and I is think is like, saving style to some degree. Like yeah. I think he likes benching players like that to see how they're going to respond a little bit. That makes bit. sense. I've never thought about it, but I could see it. Yeah. For any coach that you can imagine doing that, Sabin would be right up there. Gosh, it's like the Also, yeah. While we're talking about Saban, him on game day, gotta talk about Pat McAfee saving game day. Like, do it's you see awesome. when he was beside Nick Saban and started taking off his shirt? He's like, It's Miss Terry watching <laughs> <laughs> And then I went on Twitter to try to find the video and there's like Probably half the comments I see are like, "We've got to get this clown off of College Game Day. He's ruin it." Pat MacFay? Yeah, it's Dude, like,
1: get over yourself. Get over yourself.
0: This is college football. It's not like a presidential address. So
1: correct. He's definitely. I mean, he's definitely. I think taking ESPN and College Game Day to a little bit of a different level.
0: Yeah. One thought, and then a baseball update. Intentional grounding in college football counts as a sack, and it's credited to the defensive player, which kind of makes sense. It's like you're running away; they just throw the ball, give him the sack. But I was starting to think, why is pass interference not credited as a reception then?
2: Is You're this, the referee person. Is this a, like... This is just legit? You want to get people credit? Or is this like a fantasy football, like I'm upset I lost <laughs> because it's my guy? Oh, no. Oh,
0: this is for college. Because I don't think that intentional grounding counts as a sack. In the, does it in the NFL? I don't think so. I don't think it does. I don't does. believe it does. I don't think it does. Because, yeah. But in college, sacks count as minus rushing yards. And then if you... Like throw it or get an intentional grounding, it counts as a sack and then it's credited. Oh, a I didn't know that. Which, yeah, I didn't know that either. It's just kind of. I was thinking about that. I'm like, okay, that does kind of make sense. It just doesn't make sense why pass interference, which is essentially the same, wouldn't get credited to the receiver. I didn't. So know it's that. not fantasy football because college. But I was just interested.
2: Yeah, I've I've always felt like they don't do enough. And it's weird because like you can be fifty, sixty yards down the field and then it's still just a fifteen yard penalty. Like, yeah. You can straight up tackle someone and it's just fifteen yards. And so I could see the I could see the yards being added in the pro game or at least mm-hmm. like a little asterisk of like this is how many penalty yards they got. Right. But yeah, college, I've never
0: really I didn't about. know
1: it was a sack. Who gets – because it's not like that in the NFL. I just Mm-mm. didn't know college was
0: who Yeah, gets... I just I found that out a couple of weeks ago and then anyway. Uh last update though, before we jump in huh. to we gotta go MLB first. Uh, did y'all see that the Mets hired Carlos Mendoza as their manager? Dude, there's some managing swaps going on right now. I'm just saying the Yankees have been bad, and he was like, "What? Their bench manager from under yeah. Boone?" So the Mets so are saying you don't like it. Oh, I mean, I love it as a Braves fan. Like <laughs> the Mets are going to be bad for a while now. Yeah, I think. But well, it just I seems think... like Mets fans are up in arms about it. But that was just another interesting. thing.
1: I think the Mets need to make some changes. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I completely agree. Sure. I just don't yeah. think that
0: this. Hope, I mean, not hopefully. I don't hope that it's a good change for them. Well, the bigger, but, like, the
1: bigger story, to be honest, is the Craig Council story.
2: He's the one who went to the Cubs, right? Yeah, he, he went yeah. from
1: the Brewers to the Cubs, which was shocking because he had so much success. I think I, I forgot what the exact statistic was, but he's been the coach for the like last six years, and they made the playoffs three or four times under him. Like he's had a ton of success, and then he goes, "Well, I'm going to the Cubs." Yeah, yeah. like that's a surprising move because it's not I like don't... he's jumping from. You know the Atlanta Braves or someone like that. No, it's, a, it's not like he's jumping from you know the word like the Miami Marlins to the Cubs. It's like he's jumping from a playoff contender to another. I guess potential playoff. Co- I don't know. I guess it's about money at the end of the day. Well, I was gonna.
0: I, they, well, I mean, he
2: reset the, the the coaching salary scale. Yeah. So I mean, definitely, was about, definitely money. about money. It, was, but it, it It's yeah. crazy that he like his contract just expired. Like they they couldn't get a new deal. They couldn't t- traded him away for some sort of something. Like, they literally just let him walk. That's, I feel like you don't see that very often when, when a coach yeah. is that good.
1: And when I read on it, it was like, the Brewers, I guess, just automatically assumed that he like they were going to figure it out with Craig Council because, obviously, he was a player there, too. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of ties and a lot of success the last few years. But apparently, the players are really hurt about this. Yeah, it is
0: interesting to see a good manager, like you're saying, the contract just doesn't get figured out and they move on. Like, normally, they're either fired... Or I guess retire. <laughs> or, well, or they're well, locked down for a while.
1: I think when I read either the or credit council went to the GM or the owner and the owner goes, are you messing with me? Or like completely thought he was kidding. Like no one apparently even in, internally saw this happen. Like saw this happening.
2: That's pretty crazy. Sounds, Sounds like yeah. a well-run organization <laughs> right there.
1: Yeah, I know. But yeah, I think it's 40 million over eight years. So five million a year as a coach. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I could do that. I could do that. I mean, yeah. you know. I'll do it for, <laughs> for, <the, laughs> for the love of the yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. But I just have to love it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Really have to be invested. <laughs> well, since the Rangers won the World Series before or after we yeah. recorded, but yeah. before last episode, yeah. we do need to give them some proper props on this podcast. So I've got a little fun facts from it. Obviously, uh, they were just like a franchise first World Series and they were yeah. one of six who had never won before, and they had been around the longest, if you count like not just their time in Texas. Oh, okay. Uh, and then, of course, well known, but they were eleven and zero on the road this postseason. The next best, though, was eight and zero, which were the Yankees in nineteen ninety six, aka wow. my year.
1: They didn't lose a road game.
0: Yeah, and then Corey Seager is the fourth player with two World Series MVPs, yep. joining Sandy Koufax,
1: Trash. Bob Gibson,
0: Trash, and Reggie Jackson. Trash. Pretty good. Was player. I supposed to know them? Like, <laughs> 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 Who's a Sandy Koufax? <laughs> yeah. You said Randall. Who? Randall. <laughs> Randall Gibson. And then Will Smith. This was an interesting one that I saw. The actor. Will Smith. The actor. Uh, he was on three consecutive World Series winning rosters for three different teams. I saw that. Yeah. Wilds. Wait. So yes. In case you're wondering, he's the only player to do that. If we want to get in the crazy stats, but more so, I just thought it was interesting that he did that. Yeah. The actor. He was, the actor, <laughs> <laughs> the actor pitcher, because he was with the Braves in 2021. Okay. Then on the Astros in 2022. Oh. And then the Rangers in 2023. Uh, so he is actually not just first of MLB, but he's the first player in MLB, NFL, NBA, or NHL to appear in at least one game for three different consecutive championship teams. Wow. So, again, it's just more interesting that he's on three consecutive but That's nuts.
2: Are the Braves going after him now? Is yeah. that what you're saying?
0: <laughs> Come on back. Uh, we missed you. Last little fun fact I have for the Rangers is they lost 102 games in 2021. And they won the championship this year. So there's hope for your franchise. Unless you're a Carolina Panther crazy? Fan. Yeah, unless you're it's, a Panthers It's by David Then it's over. It's not looking too good. Yeah. Not looking then too it's
1: good. For the next 10 years. It's, it's like Alabama. They're not winning the national championship.
0: Yeah, because they're trash this year, clearly. Anyway, um, let's keep the vibes high. Let's toss it to Ice let's Man. Let's keep them low.
4: What's yeah, up, everybody? Week this week's Unsung Hero out. goes out to Dick Vitale. Yes, the ESPN anchor for college basketball, hired in 1979, has been a staple in our homes in early fall all the way through March as his energetic and gravelly voice ushers into some of the greatest moments in college sports. It's phrases like Diaper Dandy and Dipsy Dude Dunkaroo that Sounds will like forever be a part of his vernacular slam and somebody and jam, we always baby. associate those bam with. Jam. But a couple years ago, Dick came forward and said that he had been diagnosed with specifically me every time. on his vocal away, voice. Up, up, and away, the elevator man, I love it! The one man, that he gets all his it. power and <laughs> charisma from so is that energetic voice that we get to hear from him. But Dick had to take a step back. He came back into the booth last year after going through some therapy and tried to do a couple games and realized it just wasn't going to be there. So he stepped away again. And for the last year, Dick has gone through radiation therapy uh, with Mass General Hospital to try and get himself back in the road to recovery. He's gone total vocal rest. He's barely spoken over the last year as his voice and his throat try to heal. But this past week, Dickie V announced to the world that according to his doctors at Mass General, there was no... Cancer on his vocal cords whatsoever, and that he is aiming for a return to the booth this fall. Specifically, Miami versus Kentucky at Rupp Arena on November 28th. Oh, cool. I think we can all agree that the world is better with Dickie V. College basketball is way better with Dickie V. And there's nothing that would make it more super scintillatic and sensational <laughs> than having Dickie V back in the booth. So here's to you, Dickie V, beating this round of cancer. And getting ready to step back into the booth, we're all better in this world because you're in it. You're this week's unsung hero Let's go, Dickie B. I think the music
1: made it more emotional.
0: Yeah, I tried, I tried to play with the heartstrings there. Get the feels nice, in there. Nice, man. I it think works. it made it a
1: little bit more emotional, to be
0: honest. Love some emotion there. I'm kind of tearing up. I'm kind of tearing up. Yeah. That's awesome. Though. Love Dickie B. Love Dickie B. I kind of throw up now. Loved your impressions, too. Oh yeah, hit it again! Hit it, it one. Yeah, uh,
2: that's that's just my one. Oh, it it, it, hit it again! Hit it again! Up, up and away,
1: the elevator man. I love it.
2: Yeah, that is I so good. That. Yeah, I it love. Is, I that love slam bam jam. Oh, too.
1: And like you so do,
0: the slam bam jam. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy,
1: All right,
0: well, let's jump into NFL Week Nine. We're gonna do it a little bit different this week. It's a little different. We're gonna. We're just going to talk about games and things like we normally do, but we're going to kind of put it in the framework of good, bad, and ugly from the weekend. Yeah, probably bounce around. Who knows what's happening? Um, but I wanted to kick us off off first with Max Crosby, oh, the guy coming in with three sacks, killing it, and then also donating a million dollars to Eastern Michigan. I was against the week before, but like, what a start. Oh, I didn't see that. I didn't see yeah. that either. Just did,
1: uh, just for their like athletic program. Yeah. Or?
0: So uh, I think they're actually naming the field Crosby Field now. Which oh, is really that's sick. Sweet. They should, um yeah. yeah. Um because his wife also went there and played, I think, soccer or something oh, cool. like that too. But yeah, so he So
1: EMU, Eastern Michigan
0: University. Mm-hmm. Yep. EMU. Nice. EMU. But he had three sacks against the Giants. I think he's up to nine and a half on the season. But he's just a dog and he is, he is he's holding down the Raiders defense. Get Josh McDaniels out there. That's the other piece. It's like the Raiders, they get rid of Josh McDaniels and then they get Antonio Pierce, and it just looks like the Raiders are having fun.
1: Yes, and they just destroyed, destroyed the Giants.
0: Destroyed.
1: I mean, like destroyed the Giants, and Daniel Jones probably out for the rest of the year.
2: I mean, that it, that was the perfect time to face the Giants, or to, to fire your coach, and yeah. you needed an up, like
0: a, a uplifting story. You have the Giants that week. Yeah. You're going to be good doing guy, pretty yeah. well. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I yeah. mean, it's it's hard to know what all is true and what's not true, obviously, that you're hearing from it. But it just seemed like the players could not stand Josh McDaniels. And, like, Correct. first of all, they all wanted to hire Basaccia when he, like, took over, um, I guess, that was two years ago. And then they made a playoff run at the right. end. Um, obviously, they decided not to do that. And then, apparently, I think they just couldn't stand the way that he ran stuff and would overcorrect everything. Um so, yeah. I don't know, it kind of gets me fired up whenever an in interim.
1: Well, I'm just, I'm still shocked about that game because the Raiders, I mean, are in a big transition mode. And the Giants, yeah, they're not great, but they're not like the Panthers, bad. So, anyway. Yeah, another team surprised. that had a great
0: interim and decided to move on to a different coach. Yep,
1: seven, they won seven of eight with Steve Wilkes. Seven of eight to finish the season. Seven of eight.
2: <laughs> so that's when Joe switched teams. Yeah. So. No, it was that's before, that. It was before yeah.
1: No,
0: I switched before.
1: Well, no, I, you, I know are, you don't you, temper, you but like you so. like both of them. Yeah. But now it's more of the 49ers than it is the.
0: I know. My new mission I want to get Debo Samuel to endorse me as a 49ers fan so I can officially not be a bandwagon fan. Oh, That's nice. the goal. Yeah. My classmate. What are you just going to My look, good friend and classmate. How are you yeah. doing that? I'm going to start tweeting at him every day. <laughs> Pay <Paying> him 50 <laughs> I'm gonna bucks on Cameo. i thread the line between stalker and yeah. dedicated. Well,
1: there's something beautiful about persistence. Yeah. As long <laughs> as it's done in the right way. <laughs> so we got to oh. talk about the great first, right? Mm-hmm. CJ Shroud. We have to talk about the 470 greens.
0: yards, five touchdowns, no picks.
1: I mean, set. I mean, that was the best game by a rookie QB ever.
0: He had a 147.8 passer rating. That's not
1: bad. Not bad. I didn't have that in my Madden, like my franchise sometimes. Yeah. Leading the drive. Yeah, that's solid, man. And I mean, for them to get the win, too. I mean, is C.J. Stroud that much better, we think, than Bryce Young? Or you think it's just the, the more the system and the situation?
0: I mean, it's really hard to tell. I think situation Let's makes make a big difference. Let's make some early
1: speculations, though.
0: though. Well, early speculations, C.J. Stroud is the best quarterback to come out of Ohio State. Because Joe Burrow does not count as an Ohio State quarterback. Agreed. That's fair. So I will already say that C.J. Stroud is the best quarterback to come out of Ohio State. That's one. Two, I think that... Yeah. I like D'Amico Ryan. He's yeah. a great coach. Yeah, yeah. I think that the Texans have had top 10 picks for the last 50 years they finally got rid of Deshaun Watson a while ago got, and the Browns very smart, for, that them. Money. For, okay, very smart we're, for them we're pausing oh, nice. Chris yeah. is a Cleveland Brown fan yeah. just gotta ask you how yeah. do you do you juggle <laughs> having uh, a conscience and a moral compass while also being a Browns fan just wanted uh, to get that out there
2: you know I, uh, I'm a strong believer in second chances <laughs> yeah. what about 22 second hold, chances excuse me <laughs> I think Deshaun is on 32. Okay? So let's get the right number. <laughs> Yikes. Um Yeah, you know, it's it's a little tough. Is it time uh, to cut and mm-hmm. move on? He he had a pretty good week last week. He did have a good so week. if it's just about football, dancers know. I mean he he was off for what? 2 years and he's still kind of getting back into a rhythm, so I give him a little bit of slack on that, but I I I was not a huge fan of mortgaging the future on him, anyways. Like, yeah. I, I think I think he's a talented player, but but not so like
0: many forty million guaranteed when you didn't know anything. Kind of good yeah. player, yeah. <laughs> yeah, checks out.
1: Okay, what the- I mean, some organizations, it's just their ownership and leadership. Man, will not let them win football games.
2: It's true, and there's there's so many good quarterbacks you can go after. Like even in the second round, like yeah. the the, pa- the past couple of years, there've been really good second round quarterbacks. Well, Lavis. Really. Has that yeah. a good start? I'm I'm not a huge fan of him, but it's hard to deny what he's done so far. Right, I mean, were you just yeah. not a
0: big fan of Kentucky him or the f- two weeks with the Titans, or what are you not a fan Kentucky of? Kentucky him. Yeah, yeah. He
2: just threw so many interceptions. And yeah. I mean, you can yeah. still see it. He's so confident that, mm-hmm. like, it, he, it's I mean, rock He all almost week, got burned yeah. a couple
0: times by the season. Yeah. Like, there was one throw that he he threw it out, I want to say, like, to the flats, and it was nearly a pick six. Yeah. Like, he got away with it, but. You do that twice, yeah. and that's six points the next time. Yeah. Which, yeah. which uh, Bryce Young did twice. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Because <laughs> we were playing, uh, I was playing Christian in fantasy. Congrats on the win, by the way. And uh, Big
1: win. Come on. Big win for You me. had that's Adam funny.
0: Thielen, and I had Jonathan Taylor. And I was like, did you bribe Bryce Young to just keep Jonathan Taylor off the field and Thielen on?
1: So, I mean, by far, his leading wide receiver was that cornerback. Forgot his name. <clears throat> but for the Indianapolis Colts, he had two receptions yeah. for 115 yards and two touchdowns. Their cornerback.
0: Yeah, not great. Not <laughs> great. Uh, other thing I did want to say, though, on the Texans Bucks game is the running back coming in, kicking a field goal.
1: This was the great. Yeah, this is the great right here. I mean, are you kidding it's,
0: me? You just love that.
1: There's Nails no, it. <laughs> my favorite's Baker Mayfield's reaction if they show it. That, that's yeah.
0: hilarious. And then D'Amico Ryan when he's like, hold on. <laughs> and he flashes them but pearly whites. Oh,
1: it didn't show Baker. Baker Mayfield uh, goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, all right. Tough
0: look for kickers,
1: though. Tough. Ralph's about to say, yeah. that's a really mm-hmm. tough look. Because what was that, 30 yards? Uh, I 29? think it was
0: 20. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. about that. If yeah. you
1: ever miss a 30-yard field goal again.
0: That was from uh, the hash, replaced right? Replaced by the running back. Yeah, yeah it's from the left hash coming in, too. Holy shit. I can't remember where I heard this, but someone was saying, it changes kickoffs a little bit. If you get someone that's got like a leg that can just boot it, what if you get like a safety? And then you've got 11 men, you just got, literally you have a safety back there to keep any, like, all the way returns from happening, essentially, in the future. Like, if you, if you can just find one, that can kick it far and straight.
2: Yeah, but then if someone gets hurt, you're down a kicker and a safety. You, like You still have to have a backup kicker on the roster. That's true. And you don't have to have a backup kicker for a normal kicker, right? Yeah. Good Unless you're going to have, like, seven running backs who can absolutely boot the ball.
0: Yeah, Four receivers. It doesn't have to be a running back. I know, I'm just I'm I'm hyping this guy up still. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, that was fun, though. That was fun. What a weird, weird score. I was
1: like, no way he makes it, and he drilled it. <laughs> yeah. That was good from 36. I mean, uh, let's be honest. At least.
0: <laughs> Anything else y'all had on this game?
1: On the, the Texans game? The Texans no, game?
0: No, just CJ Stroud. It pisses me off, but keep going. Well, because I wanted to go to the Vikings-Falcons because we've got a oh, shout-out, yeah. Josh Dobbs. That's a, a great. Because coming over... Didn't even know most of the receivers' names. No, obviously didn't, know, their didn't names. know the plays. They're getting O'Connell's like telling him what to look for in every play. And then comes in, gets the safety, then fumble that's almost a touchdown, and then starts coming back. And I threw up here on the screen his fourth down run. Oh yeah, because that was big time.
1: Oh, oh,
0: because like uh, it'll show a replay right here. I mean,
1: oh, look that at was that.
0: Huge. That was huge. Evades the sack and then goes from there, but. He, this is another one of those stupid stats, but it's also just a cool fun fact. He had three touchdowns in back-to-back weeks for two different teams. So, of course, it's like no one else has done that. right? Yes, but he did three touchdowns. And no one
1: else has ever worn the number nine, had three picks, one interception,
0: two forced fumbles. (laughs) While throwing exactly 231 (laughs) yards.
2: Unbelievable. Uh, Somebody shared a tweet with me, and so I don't know if it's true. But it was on the internet, so it probably is. That's how you know it's true. Uh, he enough. did not have a full practice with the Vikings before this game, or at least with all of the players healthy. I
0: thought that's what wow. I heard.
2: Yeah. So, like, he came in and, like, legitimately balled out when he had not been with them
0: yet. Like, which... afterwards, he was saying he legitimately didn't know everyone's name. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: it came out. He was also their, their leading rusher. Really
0: <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. True. Yeah. Cause wow. he had taken over. Um, he was 20 for 30, 158 yards, two touchdowns. Seven carries, 66 yards, and a touchdown on the ground. Like,
3: you're Shout not, one you, you're getting
0: traded coming over here. You're not even expected to play in this game because there's another backup in. Um, you think he starts next week?
1: Yeah. He
0: has yeah. To. has Scott, to. I mean, I don't even know they, if the other guy's going to be back. Like, right. potentially even able to play. I don't so. care
1: if they have Aaron Rodgers. You're starting Josh Dobbs next week.
0: Yeah. Do you all think that he has potential? potentially, Won himself a starting gig ne- next year on a team, a starting that's, gig.
1: So that's what Baker Mayfield did. Baker Mayfield literally like when went to he the went Rams. To Rams. He went to the Rams, had that crazy comeback, mm-hmm. the one minute drill comeback, won the game for the Rams, and won himself a starting job. Because
0: he was season. pretty frisky with Arizona, which yeah. was designed for Kyler Murray. Obviously, they're not like drastically different players, but still, it wasn't an offense designed for him. Right. Like He's showing that he can plug and play.
2: I was pretty surprised the Cardinals traded him first. Yeah, yeah, me too. Like he was doing pretty well, and then right. maybe he, s- he stays on with the Vikings, right? Kirk's contract's out, coming off an injury. Like I really doubt Kirk is back there.
0: Yeah, you know, I but like, he it seems like he wants to. He's already played uh, like the free market, if you will. Kirk, gotten yeah, gotten paid. And now it seems like he might want to stay. How old's Kirk Cousins these days? 33? Probably. Yeah, uh, right. 33,
2: 34, I think.
0: Yeah. towards
1: Achilles. But quarterbacks, once again. But also, Kirk takes a beating. I
0: mean, yeah. He gets, my guy he takes He's 35.
1: Yeah, that's mm. what I'm saying. So he's going to yeah. come back at 36 years old after a tournament. I mean, he could.
2: But, yeah, I mean Aaron Rodgers is going to come back in season, five man. months in season. I don't know, man. Of, what forty? How mm, old he is? I don't is? know,
1: but there, there's like special talents. Now, Kurt, I mean Kurt Cousins is a top three QB, so maybe I know. Maybe he will. Since
0: 2018, it means. was kind of sick though watching him cheer on Dobbs from like his couch and stuff. Yeah, like he was just fired up for him. Oh heck yeah, good dude. Good I, I feel like both of them are just good people. So that that's was a big sweet.
1: win for the Vikings.
0: That was a big win
1: because now they're five and four, mm-hmm. and so like they legit have a chance at a wild card spot.
0: Yeah. Uh do y'all have one? You want to toss that now? Good, bad, or ugly?
1: I got a few. You got, got a few.
0: Um
2: we we will very much touch on it later. The Ravens look so bad yet so dominant and yeah. it's wildly confusing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't understand how it's gonna be sustainable, but I mean they're just blowing people out right
1: now. They are. Mm-hmm. And see how and we had Joe talking about it the other week. Like, yeah, you know, sometimes NFL teams when they get down, you know, fourteen nothing or twenty one nothing, it's like they don't like cash it in. But it's like, you know, sometimes they just get blown. I think still think the Seahawks are a good football team, but yeah, you're exactly right. The Ravens a couple times, three times a season, I think, have just gotten up like twenty one nothing, bang, and yeah. then it's like, well, the game's
0: kind of over, right? Yeah. I mean, but yeah, I mean, all the teams, Eagles, best record, yep, they kind of look a little bit like that, like. They're just escaping with wins each time. The Chiefs are the Chiefs. They just keep winning, but I mean they lose to the Broncos like most of the time. Most of the time. Yeah. Can. The 49ers obviously looked really good and they went on the three game skid. It's like no team really looks
2: Yeah. It it feels like it really yeah. could be anybody's year. At it's
0: least making to me. the power rankings really tough the last couple of weeks. Yeah. So it'll be interesting when we get into I don't that.
1: know, man. It's as my, you know, second favorite team behind the Panthers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eagles guy. I mean like you can you can knock whatever you want about the Eagles. They are find a way to win and they've beat some pretty good teams as well. It's not like I'm excited just, to
0: watch them play the Chiefs. That I am
1: too. That'll be that'll be a good game. But you know, ev- everyone else is like yeah, they they do it close also helps game. when you
0: don't, you know, get any penalties in a game.
1: Right. Well Joe will be talking that until he's sixty eight years old.
0: But hey, it wasn't competitive when they were tied, so it's all good.
1: It actually wasn't that competitive after third quarter or after second quarter.
0: Uh, Oh, this okay. is gonna get all of us fired up. Oh, oh no. I'm gonna put this in oh, no. the ugly category. Okay. The intentional grounding yeah. caught on Josh Allen. I saw Got that was here so on the screen. Stupid.
1: Gosh, that was so, look at that. Are you?
0: I mean, yes, the pocket is starting to collapse, but he's clearly throwing it. It's an option route to Gabe Davis. He throws it way before Gabe Davis cuts. The yeah. worst part is uh old Chrissy. The commentator. Oh, was yeah. yeah. C9, was of Dan. course. He's <laughs> uh, he <was> like, <laughs> he like, come on. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, I understand. And then uh, it wasn't Dan Blandino. It was No, it was, one. A, it was one of those rabbits. No. Terry, what's his name? Uh, anyway, one of the rules analysts comes over. Yeah. Like, well, as you can see, went over his head or didn't go over the receiver's head. So that's uh, an intentional grounding. It's like, how in any way, shape, or form... Is this the spirit of an intentional grounding penalty? Yeah, it's so stupid. Yeah, it's pretty. He pretty clearly simple. throws it. It's a miscommunication.
1: So here's and yes, my it's a thing. a long field goal. Here's my thing. This is less of an intentional grounding call than when a quarterback throws it thirty yards above a receiver's head out of bounds. Yeah, this is less of an intentional grounding call. No doubt. Like if you're going to say like Josh Allen in that same spot can throw it thirty-five yards above his head. Yeah. Uh, out of bounds, and everyone say like, okay.
0: But that's intentional grounding. I mean, like, well, the, the biggest argument against this is he throws it and he's never touched by a defensive player, right? Like they, they get two steps to do it. Yeah. So if that's not happening, clearly he's not throwing it away in distress. Like that's frustrating to me. And then if you make the argument that that's the way that the rules set up, then pretty poorly written rule. A poorly yes. written rule. Yeah.
1: Gosh, the whole quarterback thing is just last couple years has been pissing me off well
0: should we the other one i have is again roughing the passer calls it's so stupid because we've got um this one in the uh pats <laughs> i saw the commander's game how how yeah, yeah. so this what? one is the, the rule. Weight? it's the full,
1: again, the full weight that wasn't even the full
0: weight it wasn't so yeah. i understand the rule of the full weight like you don't want a 300 pound dude jumping up landing straight on a quarterback and laying there like yes we get that we this angle doesn't even do it justice, but he's coming around the edge. You get one shot at the quarterback. Yeah. He roll, he like slides and rolls off of him. So instead of it being, I think that was on third down. So Instead of fourth down out of field goal range, you get a first down and at like the 20-yard line at that yeah. point. And then you just get to keep rolling. And like then I understand that they make a lot of money, but they're fined 15000 $30,000 for that hit. It's just, I don't know. It's wrong. And I then think- again, it's like, I feel like it's the the way that the rules written is problem. Cause it's like, I guess kind of he lands on him.
2: Yeah. I mean, I mean even I, the announcers were like, no, this one's pretty terrible. Yeah. And it's like, even like when the announcers and the rules official are like, well, you can see why they called
0: it. It's like, mm, then they shouldn't have called but you it. Sh- yeah. Like- Cause you shouldn't be looking for a reason to make the call. It's yeah. not like, oh, well I can justify why that call was made. You know what I mean? Like, that's not the spirit of the rules.
2: Like As a basketball official, they say, you just call the obvious. Right. If yeah. everyone in the stands can't see why you called that, you probably shouldn't be calling it.
1: Oh, uh, I like that. Mm.
2: So why is it not the same for the NFL? Why is it not the same for other sports? Like, yeah, you're like, like like trying it, to catch a technicality. Like, yeah. Your job is to see what other people don't. So, mm-hmm. like, I get that it's not always going to be, like, if everyone sees it, mm. right? But...
0: Come on! That's just—it's so difficult for a defensive player now. It's so difficult. Like, how do you have like a an all-in, almost like warlike mentality, trying to like bull rush or get and then around? You got to like touch his pinky, and then <laughs> yeah. right—you got to come in, and, but you you need to sack him before you get away. And you can't can go low, and you but can't you go to, high, yeah, you, but you can't throw him <laughs> like, around. But you got to come from the slide without ever slamming him. Like, yeah,
2: quarterbacks are gonna eventually get flags, and you gotta you gotta pull their flag until unless they're past the line of scrimmage. And
1: yeah, like I, I, mean, I would almost rather that they're anymore. gonna make something crazy <laughs>
2: happen because they're like, no, you just you can't hit them like that.
1: And I get where the NFLs come from with rough and the passer because it's like, the quarterback, a lot of times, helps with the ticket sales. They help with the franchise. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, the worst thing a franchise can like they can have in a franchise is Kirk Cousins going down. Aaron Rodgers going down. And I get it. But, yeah, now I might as well just give them flags and just yeah. pull the flag. And then, yeah. there it is. There's a sack
0: right the, there. The other one that's really frustrating to me, thinking about it from a defensive player mindset, is when someone is running along the sideline and they choose to get three more extra yards— and then so you've got to hit them, otherwise they're about to get a first down, oh, but then they yeah. take like one step out of bounds, foul. and then it's a personal foul. And it's like, how do you defend that if they're not giving themselves up, and then they wait until you're, they're about to get hit, and then they give themselves up? That just feels mm-hmm. like an impossible situation.
2: The one that kills me, it's more in college than pro, mm-hmm. is either targeting or unnecessary roughness with the crown of the helmet.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: Because so many times the offensive player lowers their helmet – I saw it a lot with Trivion Henderson in the mm-hmm. Ohio State game this past week. Like, he just was smacking people with the crown of his helmet as a running back. Didn't think about anything. Somebody came up later, hit him, and they're like, immediate targeting. It's like, hold on. Don't talk about player safety, but only call it on defensive players, right? right. And that, that feels like what's happening here.
0: In the South carolina texas yeah. uh Texas AM game, there was— uh, South Carolina was on defense. AM and was reversing the field. And so the defensive player— was like flat-footed uh offensive player was dropping his helmet got lower and so it's like head bent down a little bit more and so he like tackled around him never left his feet or anything wasn't like spearing with his head um play ends about 30 seconds later i see like an official review i'm like what's happening and then they review it and call it a targeting i'm like oh <laughs> what's yeah, so yeah. stupid so like, i'm all for player safety of but course like, but it's all player safety
2: but all player safety right. yeah and so like defensive players are going to start getting hurt because yeah. they're going to have to avoid you can't go low you can't go high you can't hit them on the back you can't land on them like
4: right they're going to start contorting
2: like, in a way where yeah. you're i think you're going to see something crazy and the nfl is going to be like well i'd rather that happen than quarterbacks it's like ah, yeah come
1: the
0: on dumb example but like in high school um our running back was by far a best player, and so like whenever I was um would, like rotating on scout at uh, like linebacker or something, you the coaches would get mad if you like didn't kind of get up close to him like you're about to tackle him, but you couldn't hit him, and sometimes he would just be like in a bad mood and want to lower his shoulder into you, and so you couldn't do anything. You just had to like get there, stand, and wait for him to hit you, and that's what this kind of <laughs> stuff is turning into.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. That's funny.
0: <laughs> Where it's like so, it, and then it like hurts. It sucks. You're gonna get hurt from it, but like you can't do anything about it.
1: Yeah. Well. Um,
0: so that one was tough. A positive though, did y'all see the down punt that the Saints had? Uh-uh. So I've watched a lot of, especially in college, just lack of awareness, and so this one got me fired up. Um, but it was, it it was a great. McAfee fired up too. It was a great punt.
1: Oh, oh, wow! Just beautiful. a
0: beautiful diving stop on the goal line. Spikes it down at the one and a half. Oh Our Line my gosh. rolling out of bounds.
1: That's beautiful. Gosh, it's nice talking about the Saints for once. The NFC mm. South just sucks again. I mean, they just suck again.
0: Another one that was beautiful was Keenan Allen's reception. that put him over 10,000 receiving yards. That was a great reception. Oh, I didn't see it. Um, here you go. Do you want to see oh, it? Oh, he, he
2: like turned around. It was...
0: It was... I don't know how he caught that, but that yeah. was incredibly beautiful. Catch. Yeah. And then the fact that that was what took him over 10,000 yards on his career too. That was pretty sick. Yeah. Um,
1: I think the last good I want to talk about real quick is the Bengals. I mean, just Joe Burrow in total. Dude, like, they look bad. So
0: There's some bad dudes out there.
1: The reason I, I left them off the top 10 was because I really thought they were going to lose the Bills. Hmm. I thought the Bills weren't playing well the last couple weeks. So we're going to turn around against the Bengals. Yet yeah, you made that one of your picks? Bengals, yeah. Bengals, have, I mean, I'm hedging all <laughs> over the place here.
0: You're a wild man. <laughs> no, I picked the Bills to cover. No, you picked the Bengals. You won. Oh, That's what I'm talking <laughs> about. I <knew> it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that was my rationale That's for picking the bangles off. About. But also I thought it's I
1: was gonna put it in one of my picks. No, but I really uh yeah, I didn't I didn't feel confident Ooh. about that. But anyway, Joe Burrow coming out, finally looks like Joe Burrow. Their offense is clicking, defense is looking mm-hmm. pretty good too. Bengals have so many things to figure out at this point. I mean, like Bills? they've lost. I'm Bills sorry, do, the Bills yeah. have so many things, they've lost three straight, I believe.
0: Yeah, I mean they're fringe not being a playoff team.
1: Correct. And it's like well, it's like it's like the whole yeah, I mean, is Josh Allen the most overrated top five QB? You know?
0: I love how you're making this <laughs> an actual argument. <laughs> Something to talk about. <laughs> yeah, but like do you think that he's actually four or actually five or <laughs> like he's super overrated? He's an he might overrated, be one position He's an overrated, overrated four. Yeah. <laughs> Who said he's four? <laughs> <laughs> it's a hot take that everyone thinks that he's overrated. Yeah, and you're just saying no. I think he might be four or five. He's and you're trying o- to make he's that an, He's an
1: overrated top five QB.
0: I
2: mean, if we're if we're throwing out hot takes, yeah. Justin Herbert
0: is an overrated top five QB.
1: Oh wow,
0: not a huge fan. I like him more than Trevor Lawrence. Oh, that's also so. Here they're actually very similar. If I'm being unbiased, yeah, they're they're pretty
4: unbiased. similar.
1: I I think I agree with you. I think what you said like a couple weeks ago, where it's like. A lot of these guys, they're gonna probably be top ten no matter what. Mm-hmm. Like right, like Herbert, Lawrence, like yeah, they might not be top five, but they're gonna be top ten, probably pretty much no matter what. But depending on the year, the offense, the scheme and the team, they could push into a top five,
0: right? Or, or they could push into like a one season. They're still like a top ten quarterback in the league. You know what I mean? Like even mm-hmm. if they have one season it's out.
1: But I will say I will say, and you probably hate me saying this, but I gained so much respect for Trevor Lawrence after he throws four picks. In a playoff game, and they come from behind and win. Okay. I mean, the gall on the kid.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, w- what I what drives me crazy are the people that are like, "Man, he just really led them to that game's victories. like, he also was the sole reason that that <laughs> needed to happen. So he right. he just net zero. He averaged yeah. himself out in that game. But that that you know, no, it was yes. It is easy to roll over at that point. And yes, Correct. there's the gall to come back there. But don't act like he's the reason they won the game because he was almost the reason they lost it. He just balanced himself out. Like if you right. had just protected the ball, they would have been yeah. in good shape. Yeah. Uh, other thing though, since we were talking about bets a second ago, a good that I had was the commander's pats game because we had the under or you had, yeah, I had the under and you had faded it. And then there was that rough in the passer that led the points and a couple of things. I'm like, it's done. And then they go scoreless in the fourth. What a beautiful thing to happen. Uh, and then the last thing, the chiefs dolphins game.
1: I got unlucky. A couple unlucky.
0: times. Uh Chiefs Dolphins obviously bad for the Dolphins. Oh, I'm about to get fired up. They, mm. you I'm kept about saying to get fired up. You kept saying that they haven't beaten a good team. Yep. And I was like, let's. I was holding off judgment on it. I'm like, the first game, I'm not reading too much. on in the Bills, and then Dolphins game or Dolphins Eagles was weird. Mm-hmm. This was the third one. At this point, it's a trend that they need to mm-hmm. to fix and prove that. Mm-hmm. So that was a bad. But one of the uglies that I had under that was a crucial fourth and 10 with a bad snap that Tua fumbles and then just jumps on it. He just falls on the ground on it. It's like, try to do something at that point. It, it makes no difference just if reflex. they sleep and score.
1: Yeah, he just like yeah. fall on the ground. And but just... I mean,
0: all in all, like a, a big fourth and 10 to just botch it like that. That's tough. Yeah.
1: I guarantee like he fumbled and just reflexes just Oh, for sure. It it's just, just, he's just like, but anyway, but what that's a... lack
0: of situation. What
1: I will to say though. in this segment is Christian's right so far. Dolphins, I mean, everyone's hyping them up. You put them at two, two weeks ago or something. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were like, Dolphins could be one in the power rankings. And yet, I think at that point, they were five and one, which I get, good start. But they also haven't played one team that was arguably a top 12 to top 15 NFL team. Like, they've had a very weak schedule to start. And yeah, they blew a couple teams out. And they have a lot of fast players. But like... Dude, You can't blow teams out that have good defenses and good coaches. You can't blow them out.
0: Yeah, I wasn't buying into that yet at that point because it's like one game as a sample size isn't enough for that. Like everyone in the NFL is a good team. Mm -hmm. Like everyone can beat anyone. And so that's why I was like, I'm not using the fact that they had, they had had a weaker schedule as a whole because they had blown out teams in that. And that's hard to do. You're saying like it is hard to blow out good teams. It happens sometimes like the Cowboys are a good team. And the Seahawks. Cardinals blew them out. Yeah. yeah. Um, also the 49ers, but like the Cardinals obviously aren't a good team. So like it does happen that way. Anyway, Tyreek Hill's strip fungible. There was like, I guess, stripped and then a lateral for a touchdown. That was tough. Yeah. That's, that 14 that point swing. Because beautiful play. It was Dude, a beautiful play. Honestly, the Germany game and those are tough, but the Dolphins defense didn't look that bad. No. I thought they looked really good. To be yeah. honest. Yeah. yeah. For a lot of the episodes that's been your argument against them. It's like their offense is pretty good, but like their defense can't stop anyone that's good.
1: They also haven't proved anything, in my opinion, right? Like besides having a very fast offense and scoring a lot of points in certain situations. They just haven't in the last few years. And once again, it's a newer offense. They just got Tyree Kill a couple of years ago. Tua came in a a couple years ago. So and I like Mike McDaniel as a coach. Like he's he's a yeah. funny guy and, and seems to be a good good dude, but he is fun to watch. But all in all, it's like, and that's why I was I was not giving into any of the temptation with Dolphins because it was like, until they prove something, I can't put them top five. And then and then they still haven't
0: proven anything yet. So now at this point, because I, now I agree that they've not that they hadn't proved it, they've gone over three on their chances. Now they need to. Well,
1: that's what I'm saying. Um, but i was let's... just waiting for them. Like if they would have beat the Chiefs there, we'd be having a different conversation. I think.
2: I agree. <laughs> But you can argue that play that we're talking about that was beautiful, like wonderful, right? Did Tyree kill actually possess it long enough for it to be called a fumble? That could mm. be the game. That that changed the whole game. It did, yeah. And they did. didn't even l- really talk about it, but I mean, like, he immediately was hit, didn't make any sort of move, yeah. and it was ripped out within a half step backwards.
1: That's a good point.
2: So... I was surprised they did not talk more about how that almost was incomplete and that would have changed the
0: entire game. Yeah, that is a really good point too.
1: That is because a lot of times when people catch it, like wide receivers, you, they have to they have forty steps sometimes yeah. before they like control it. And so they it's always like, say
2: you have to make a football move. I mean, he definitely did not make a football yeah, move. Yeah, that's a good you know? point. So good I'm, point. I'm not saying that it was the wrong call, but I am saying it was a close. Call. It was. I think it was a lot closer than the announcers gave it credit for. And yeah, without she, that yeah. play. I like that. I think point.
1: the
0: Dolphins win. All right. That's a good point. Should we yeah. hit the power rankings then? I like it.
1: Yep. All right, so 10 to 9. 10, I'm going to keep the Seahawks. I think one bad game doesn't define the the all the power rankings. So I think I had them 7 last week, keeping them at 10. Cowboys at 9. They played pretty well against the Eagles, had their chances. San Francisco at 8. If they lose another game, I refuse to put them in the top 10. Miami Dolphins are 7. It kind of hurts to put them at 7 because they once again haven't proven anything yet. But... Who knows? Bengals at six. That was a big win for me. Or in my book, the Bengals beating the Bills, um, having a couple big victories in the last couple weeks. I think they're six. They keep playing like this. I mean, there's, there's no reason to count them out from the AFC. I think Lions are still five. Um, ugly loss or one ugly loss. But once again, every, the other games have, have been pretty solid. Jaguars at four, which is surprising. I don't think any of us thought we'd be talking the Jaguars at four five weeks ago. But Trevor Lawrence, I mean, he's getting the job done. He's not playing, you know, outstanding, outstanding, but he's getting the job done. Jaguars' defense looks good. Um, Ravens at three. They're a very weird team, like you said, Chris. It's like they they get blown out or they kind of blow someone out or they're bad or they're good. It's like, but if they, uh, I mean, you take their A game versus a lot of other people's A games. Chiefs at two still and Eagles at one. Eagles just find a way to keep getting it done with the eight and one record and Jalen Hurts is now 16-1 and one at home in the last 17 home games.
0: Solid. Still, I'll get into it in a second, but interesting that the 49ers go on the road to the Jags and are still a favorite and are four positions lower. But I understand your rationale. You'll see when they lose. All right, so 10, I've got the Browns. They've got a great defense. hate to say it, but looking, looking okay with Deshaun Watson. Um, tough uh cowboys at nine they looked pretty good against the eagles for the most part but like i I feel like they have a really high upside but they just don't have the clutch factor i think uh dolphins i'm on board with you now (laughs) at this point they're at eight and they have gone over three on their chances to prove themselves they need to at some point Mm -hmm. to move past that lions seven they're a very good team i honestly struggle to know where to put them though yeah uh seven's my favorite number so it might seem low for some people but it could be an honor because it's my favorite number (laughs) uh six bengals they are a tough team to beat right now Mm. they're looking good and i think that their offense is going to continue to click then we've got five the jags they're coming off the best month in their franchise history um which is is big but like i said the 49ers are going to Jacksonville and are the favorites right now. They had a tough stretch, but they're back healthy. I think that this buy came at the perfect time because they might could have kept skidding, uh, but they have too many studs on the roster. They're healthy. They might not be the best team playing from behind. That's still out there, but I don't think they're going to fall behind at all against the Jags. I think they're just going get, to get the job done. Also, even with their three losses, they're still plus 78 point differential on the season. Uh, Then we've got three, the Chiefs. This is tough for me to go against their defense and, again, the young goat and Patrick Mahomes. But if you look at the Ravens and the Chiefs, the teams they've beaten both combine for a 29 and 28 record. So the strength of schedule for their wins are about the same. The Chiefs did lose pretty badly to the Broncos, whereas the Ravens, um, their losses were, one, the Steelers, which is just in division always going to be like a tough game for the two of them. And then the frisky Colts. I'm kind of big on the Colts sometimes, not like for a top 10 team, but they're a little bit frisky and that was an overtime loss. And so between the two of those and plus the Ravens are plus 115 on a point differential this season. It's tough to know how to do this, but I wanted to put the Ravens at two and then Eagles. They're still one. They're Mm. eight and one. I hate to say it. Plus 57 points on the season. Best record you got up on my one. Getting it done. They're getting it done right now. Fair. I'm excited though for the Chiefs Eagles game. Oh, me too. That'd be good. Yeah, that'd be I great think it's game. going great. Um,
2: ten was probably my hardest spot. Ten's hard.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I had Seahawks, Browns, and Steelers all in contention mm. for that. Yeah. Uh, I still don't think the Steelers are great. Didn't put them there because of quarterback, but they have some pretty pretty impressive mm-hmm. wins, like you just said. Uh, I went Seahawks.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Nine. I went with the Bengals. Mm. You guys both have him at six. Uh, really concerns me that Jamar Chase was quoted after the game saying, uh, it's just my job now to support my teammates and get healthy for my team. He hurt his back in the game. He played. The way he's talking, I'm not sure he's going to play next week. Mm. Ooh. And so if he's out for one, two, three weeks, I'm not sure they keep up the mm. hot streak. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. So, A little bit of a projection, but I have them at nine. Eight, I have the Cowboys. Uh, Still lots of questions about the team, but defense looks pretty good. Seven, I have the Lions. Kind of the same thing. I think Montgomery coming back is going to really help them, Mm -hmm. but also could really hurt them because they did not use Gibbs when Montgomery was healthy. And Gibbs And Gibbs 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 Gibbs. has looked so good. Yes. Right? And so – I'm really interested to see what that looks like. As
1: a fantasy owner of Gibbs, I agree wholeheartedly with oh, what you're saying.
2: <laughs> yeah. I picked him second rounds. I did too. Well, I think third round because I traded a lot of picks. But I'm so, I'm so high on him. I think he's so talented. Yeah. They finally yeah. used him. They might immediately take it away. But we'll see. Uh, six, I have the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. I think their defense showed enough for me. Once A-chain comes back, I think it even further helps the offense. They're number one in, like, every offensive statistic. Mm -hmm. So the more that they can run the ball and take pressure off their defense, I think it's going to be helpful. Mm -hmm. still high on them. Five going 49ers for a lot of what Joe talked about. Uh, Getting Chase Young, I think, is only going to be a massive boost. Coming off a bye week. uh, I think think Brock had a couple really bad weeks. Mentally being able to reset, I think, is going Mm -hmm. to be huge for him. Four I have the Jags. Uh I don't like them being that high, but I feel like they have to. Uh just because I don't think Travis Etienne can keep it up. Mm. Like I think he's an incredible talent. I think he's so good. But he's averaging like what, one point eight touchdowns the last six games or something. Like As he's been on the, him in fantasy. He's he's been on a crazy nice. roll. Crazy roll. I just don't think he can keep that up. Uh three I have the Chiefs. Worried about them a little bit. I know that when they lost to the Broncos, it was the flu game. So I'm not going to put too much into Mahomes not being great. But got to put them there. Tough team to figure out. Two, Ravens, like I said, does not feel sustainable. But they're just – they look so good right now. Mm -hmm. Then one, you got to have the Eagles.
0: Yeah. Got to. So we're not too far off.
1: Yeah, I like it.
0: like that. Um, Well, sweet. Let's jump into our – unqualified picks for that. Oh,
1: would. we both went three for five. No nice. Both went
0: three for five, but I got the fade right and you did I'm not get with it right.
1: I'm fade. I'm not doing one more the rest of the year.
0: Well, you've already lost it because I'm four for four and you're one for three, <laughs> so good luck with that. Um, that 0 for 5 week sucks because now I'm 23 and 22 overall, which is 500, which sucks for a league that's made for 500. It's embarrassing, but whatever. Got the uh, one thing I gotta say is Vegas is too good with odds. So for the Titans at Steelers game, I ended up doing a parlay moving the line and the total point because I was just like, I'm not really sure where it'll land. It was the Steelers minus 3.5 and the over under at 36.5. The actual result was the Steelers had a four point win and the total points were 36. So it missed by a half point on the spread and a half point on the over under. Dude, you're. Why don't we do that more often? We just adjust like well, that. Well, I actually do that in real life a lot. I yeah, just yeah. don't do it here. Um but I actually this do have a pick line. But anyway, so uh, <laughs> we both went three for five. That's enough said about that. Yep. Do you want why don't you run through your picks first though?
1: Yep. We're gonna I mean, just five for five here. I'm gonna it's a guaranteed win. That's of a all curse five. you're going over for five. <laughs> it's done. God, it's been a bad yeah, last weeks. <laughs> Uh, Panthers in Chicago, no chance Panthers come even close to the Bears, I feel like, on Thursday night. Bryce Young has a smooth 98 yards passing. Texas at Bengals. Bengals keep it up minus six and a half. They shut they don't shut down CJ Stroud, but they contain him. Colts, Pats, and Germany. I like this game. And I like this game because the Colts think they're good now because they beat the Panthers by two scores. And the Pats with Bill Belichick in Germany. I just think Germany and Bill Belichick go together pretty well. I don't know why. There's no real reason behind it. I just think it's gonna work out well. So I'd like the Pats to cover the one and a half. A little bit of an underdog there. Browns at Ravens. I like Ravens minus six. I like them to keep rolling. Browns do have a great defense. Uh Deshaun Watson, like like you said, Chris, looks pretty good. Not not fantastic, not awful. Looks pretty good. But the Ravens, if they keep it up, my freaking goodness. If Gus Edwards scores another touchdown, I'm going to throw up somewhere. Mm-hmm. Lions at Chargers. I got the Lion. What is that? Minus two and a half? I mean, it's time for the people to know the Lions are the real deal, and I think they take care of business against the Chargers on Sunday.
0: All right uh first game up i've got the 49ers in jacksonville i'm taking san francisco covering the spread this is the chance to buy san francisco stock low they, and the three games <laughs> <laughs> that's the time to just buy go all in spend all your money on Dabo. but jags were hot like i said best month in franchise history the niners needed to reset they both got a buy i think that was the jags chance to cool off and the the 49ers chance to reset and again like the jags are outperforming if you look at the two rosters like san francisco's got it uh so i think that this is the reset i think that they cover that easy also have cincinnati covering against the texans but like chris said earlier a little nervous if chase is out cuz he landed on the back hard like he yeah. could be feeling that for a while um but joe burrow looks so good now that he's mobile again and so and then the Texans came off that like emotional win against the mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the bucks. But anyway, so I, I'm going to stick with you there, and then I'm going to go the opposite direction in Germany. I don't think the Patriots are a good team at all. I think that the commanders are a bad team and look like a good team against the Patriots. It's tough because Germany games are just or international games in general are always just Weird. unpredictable, but I've got the Colts covering. Uh, minus you one. you said two or three ago. So you're never gonna do another international game. I know I shouldn't. It's stupid, like this is so hard to predict <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna try and I'm gonna fail, probably then the fourth game up've got the Jets in las Vegas i I think i this is a more emotional pick than rational, but I love the idea of the Raiders rallying around an interim coach and then mm-hmm. going off also this is dangerous. Transitive property is never a good idea, but if you look at it, the Jets two weeks ago played the Giants and beat them 13-10, and then the Raiders played the Giants last week and beat them 36. Again, yeah. it's a terrible idea to ever use that logic, but throwing that out there for that. Chargers defense looked elite against the Jets, and they're not that good of a defense. Yeah, All in all, I'm going to take Vegas here. And then for the last pick, uh, I was a little confused on what I wanted to do because part of me wanted to take Seattle covering against the commanders, mm-hmm. uh, minus six there. And then the other part of me wanted to have Tennessee covering against the Bucs. It's minus one. So essentially it's money line for that one. But instead, I uh, want to do move what we talked line. about make a parlay of both of them and move the line. So I'm going to have Seahawks money line against the commanders at home and then Tennessee plus four and a half against Tampa Bay. Nice. So that's going to be the fifth pick.
2: I like a lot of what you guys did. I think I do lean Colts. Mm. Uh, I think the Jets are going to gonna take it against the
0: Raiders. Ooh. Mm. I like that. Not a bad pick, but I wanted it for the Raiders. <laughs> no, I get it. Emotionally, oh, I get it. Like, it's I'm, an emotional pick. Emotionally,
2: I'm with you. God, but
0: the Jets offense. Jets offense, Jets, is, so bad, Jets offense is so bad, but the defense is looking pretty good. Yeah. So. But then I'm like, are the Raiders starting to finally click with O'Connell Ooh, instead of Jimmy G? Who knows? Maybe. I don't really think yeah. so, but that's the wild card pick in there. It's my least confident one. We've got Mr. Incognito coming back. And he's thirteen and twelve, so just under five or just over five hundred. Um, but let's see what he says about college football.
3: All right, guys, Mr. Incognito checking back in. Another big week of college football. A lot of highly ranked matchups going on. It's going to be a good one. Uh, lock lock of the week. We got Miami traveling to number four Florida State. Uh, this one's interesting. It's kind of like an old rivalry game. These teams still hate each other. But man, thirty years ago, it used to be a really good rivalry. Um, I think it's always kind of sketchy picking a rivalry game is a lock of the week, but I really don't see Miami pulling it off against Florida State. I think they get it done at home. Uh, Game number two, we have number 17, Tennessee traveling to number 12, Missouri. Tennessee is a one-point favorite in this game, and I honestly can't understand why. I think Missouri's been playing a lot better so far this year. Missouri played a really good game against Georgia last week, was in it the whole game, competitive. Um, I'm picking Missouri to win this game at home. Uh Technically, it's an upset. Um, I don't really see it as an upset, but that's uh, what the line says. Uh Then we got Ole Miss, number 10, traveling to number two, Georgia. Ole Miss has a really good offense. Georgia is a 10.5-point favorite, and I actually love where that line's at. I'm going to say Ole Miss covers. I think it's going to be a 10-point game. Um So I think they're going to cover that. I think Georgia's going to win, though. Um Last one I'm going to touch on is number three, Michigan, traveling to number 11, Penn State. Um, the line is at four and a half in Michigan's favor. With it being a road game, I guess I kind of understand that, but the game's at noon. If it was a night game, I might be a little more lenient on this, but I think Michigan's going to win by well more than four and a half, so I'm pitching, picking Michigan um, against the spread on this one. All right, guys, take those picks to the bay and catch you next week.
0: All right, cool. Great picks. So for the draft, we're going to do best sitcoms or favorite sitcoms, however you want to slice and dice it. Chris, as our honored guest, you get to go first and then Christian and then me. And then in it. And we're snake. We're going to snake draft it. Wait, for so the the I get the
1: second title? every pet. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah.
2: Right. It's not necessarily the best, but I feel like it's where you have to start the office.
1: No, that's, that's what, what I was going to pay. Yeah, I have to. It's always my Especially favorite. Especially our generation. Yeah. Yeah. Man. All right, I'm going to go, you got to go classic here, Seinfeld. I'm going to go a little bit
0: classic, but Seinfeld. (laughs) That was one and two on my list. (laughs) Uh, Oh, no. This might be surprising, though. I'm going to go for my number one, It's Always Sunny. Dang it! The consistency of doing it as well as they have for as long as they have is so impressive. Not even on my list. Really? That was on my list. Um. A lot of people don't like it, but I love Friends. Gosh, I mean so I mean, I'm taking them too. Yeah. Whatever.
1: Uh R. all right. R. I'm gonna go with something a little different here. Uh The Simpsons. Mm. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Simpsons. Yeah, it's just a funny show. Yeah, that's good.
2: Um I'm gonna go Shits Creek. I had that on my nice. list too. Yeah. yeah. And then Parks and Rec.
1: Oh, that's how mm-hmm. I was gonna go. All right, I'm going to go. Number three for me is SpongeBob SquarePants. And I'm
2: I'm considering it as a sitcom. I didn't even think y'all were going to have it. That was going (laughs) to be my five. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Well, I didn't have it,
4: but that's hilarious.
2: That's amazing. (laughs) uh, No, 100% on the list. Has to be. uh, So good.
0: (laughs) So I've got four, or no, three and four right now. Okay, I'm going to do. One of my personal favorites, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. Yep. And then for the fourth pick, another personal favorite, New Girl. Yeah, good wow. pick. Those are two really really solid picks. Well, I'm going to go with, with uh, where Will
1: Smith arguably got to start. I was debating putting Fresh in there. Prince yeah. of
0: Bel-Air, baby. Greatest theme song of all time. It was, it was on my list. Still most of my day. Yeah. Oh,
2: man. Um... I do just want to say Ted Lasso is not a sitcom, but it's Uh, also so close that I'm, I have to give it an honorable mention.
1: Okay. I like that. I I like that. I like that.
2: Just, just have to, uh, four probably going to be overrated, but scrubs. One Mm. of my favorites Mm. ever. Fair enough. Love scrubs. Uh, last one, how I met your
1: mother. Oh, that's good. That's a good one. That's good. Number five is going to, is going to wrap it up for me. Classic. The Annie Griffith show.
0: Oh I mean, just so such good. a
1: classic.
0: So good. You got
1: to end it with those classic. are great.
0: It's making my fifth pick though really difficult because I've got six six things on the Dude, list.
1: Do one honorable yeah. mention and then one one actually the fifth one, then the honorable mention.
2: Well, why don't you go honorable um, mention to give him time? Do you have yeah. one on your list that? You... No,
1: that was actually all I had. Okay,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go
1: put 10 and we all hit, we hit every one. I'm gonna go
0: Arrested Development mm. nice mm. but I was really torn between doing that I love the league it's not as good of a show but personally I just really enjoyed yeah. watching it also, Letterkenny. I don't know if anyone's watched huh. that. That's really high on my list. And then you've got, of course, like Full House or Home Improvement. If you want oh, to go like, a little bit older, it's so difficult. Beside yeah. that, there's so many good yeah. ones there. But that was house. a fun draft. I was pressured by friends to put Community in there too. Oh, but After I couldn't so, do it. I'm about to start watching Veep. I haven't watched it yet, but I have a feeling that that might can make it on the Ooh. list too. Veep is good. Veep's full good. House is good. I should have put Full, full House. Full House is really good. Home Improvement. Home Improvement. Tool Time. Tim. Two great polls right uh, there. Yeah. Mm. I can't believe you got Spongebob
2: it. though oh, I that did was not, nice yeah, that was so good that was out. a fun draft